5th of June. It's the Lunar Observance Day. So the 14th uh, day of the lunar month on a new moon. So these Lunar Observance Days, they have the full moon, which is uh, the 15th day. And the new moons can either fall on the 14th or the 15th days. So these uh, Lunar Observance Days, uh, they're called Wanpra in Thai, uh, which can be translated either as a monk's day, pra meaning monk, or it can be uh, a noble day. And, uh, we see that if we just carry on living our lives like we always had, and the days and the nights they pass by and we don't change in any way, um, then nothing changes. And we see that in the morning, at dawn, the sun rises, and then it carries on uh, going up in the sky until it reaches its zenith, and then it starts to fall until sunset. And the world, it spins around on its own axis, and it also orbits around the sun as well, giving us the days, uh, the weeks, the months, the years that pass by. So we can ask ourselves, how many of these do we have left? How many days, how many weeks, how many months, how many years do we have left? If we live to the age of 80, then what's left to our lives? Perhaps we may live to 90 and we get a bit more time, but that's not sure. But no matter what the case, the days and the nights are steadily falling away, falling away. So the Buddha taught in his last sermon, his last teaching that he gave, he exhorted the monks to uh, bring heedfulness to completion. And all 84,000 teachings on the Dhamma that the Buddha gave, they all gather together in this point to not be heedless. To not be heedless in our lives, to not be heedless in our age or our youth. And we see that, for the most part, people think that they'll stay in the world for a long time. But some people, they die in the womb. And some people, they're born, and after just a few days, they pass away. Others die as children, others as youth. And in the present day, we see that there's this pandemic that has spread about. And so some people are dying from that, and others are dying from uh, the means they use to try and protect themselves from that uh, virus. And it's usually the case that in the body there's already some illness there, uh, some sickness, or some part of the body that isn't functioning well. And then we put the vaccine into the body and it has a side effect uh, that can be quite dangerous. Or maybe we uh, come across an accident, uh, we're a part of an accident and we die in that. And so it's really not sure, these lives of ours are not sure. So if we just live our lives um, day by day, doing what we always had done, the people who aren't generous, then they're just stingy like they were before. The people who don't have morality, they just carry on being immoral. Um, those who drink alcohol just carry on drinking. Um, then our minds, they just stay that way. 
and they fall down into lower states even. They can fall down lower than a human and um, into an animal form. And that's because we're lacking this sila, dhamma, this morality, this virtue. So on these lunar observance days, the Buddha taught for us to have this sila, dhamma. So in the space of one month, there are four of these lunar observance days. So we could say that there are four monks days, and there's either 26 or 27 lay people days. But if we are firmly intent, then we can keep the eight precepts on these days. Those people who don't normally keep the five precepts, they can determine to keep these on these lunar observance days. And those who already keep those five precepts, they can take these eight precepts on that day. And this is a good way of cultivating and increasing our barami. It's something that's quite difficult to do, to keep these eight precepts. And it makes our minds grow in value, grow in worth, and grow in nobility. So the sila brings us great benefits. And some of those are that our mindfulness and samadhi gets better. That we don't eat dinner. And so the body doesn't have to digest and process that food. And so it feels a lot lighter than it normally does. And this makes meditating easier. And also makes developing samadhi easier as well. But if we don't keep these eight precepts, and we go off to eat dinner, and during this period of pandemic, it's okay because we usually eat at home. Uh, But outside of this pandemic time, people often go to eat at a restaurant, and they have to travel all the way there and then travel all the way back. And that's a big waste of time. But people don't see it in that light. They don't see it as being a waste of time, but rather they just understand that they're enjoying themselves, they're finding amusement, entertainment, that they have happiness from that, but they don't see that their time is reduced by it. And so people don't think in this way, that when they go off to eat dinner, then their time is less. And they don't think that uh, the days and nights are steadily passing by. When dawn arises, uh, they don't think that one night has passed. I have one night less left to live. That the time that I have in this world is less than it was before. So therefore, we need to be intent to make our actions noble. Our actions of body, our actions of speech, our actions of mind. uh, To make these more noble than they were before. Uh, Because if we don't change our actions, then we'll just be like we always were. Nothing will change. We may even get worse than we were before. And if we do this, then we can really waste a lot. We can waste a lot of our minds. So the mind attaches to all the things it experiences as being me and mine, and this is due to delusion. It's the deluded thinking of the mind that there is a self that there is me and things that belong to me. And everything we meet with, it takes it in these terms, in terms of self. And this is the cause for suffering to arise. And so which of the defilements do we abandon first? We put down the sense of self and we try to abandon delusion. We deludedly give rise to all these emotions, 
all this love and hate and fear and worry. And so we try to put down this delusion, abandon this delusion. And we can do that, uh, but it usually happens uh, little by little. And as we can abandon that, then our hearts become more noble. So people who don't have sila, who don't have good virtue, they don't keep these five precepts, and that shows that they're quite deluded. And so we should try to keep those. The people who go out and gamble, that they should try to give that up. The people who take the lives of animals that cause suffering to other beings, they should try to abandon that. Anyone drinks alcohol, then they should try to reduce the amount that they consume. So on these Lunar Observance Days, we keep these five precepts. And it's a good way of us uh, reducing our alcohol intake, because if people drink a lot, then that can be very damaging to their health. It can cause a lot of problems uh, to their kidneys, their liver, and their heart. And we all love our own bodies. We want to stay in this world for a long time. But it's delusion that takes us to act in this way, to act in a way that destroys our own bodies. And so we try to keep these five precepts. And um, when we do that, uh, then our faith will grow firm. And this is a way for us uh, to develop our barami and to develop merit as well. That our minds can become happy and bright and light uh, through the merits that we create. So as we carry on practicing like this, then our faith increases, this belief, this um, inspiration that we have increases, and we'll be more firmly intent on this practice. Because we see suffering, this noble truth of suffering. And so from that understanding, then we gain this intention to really train our minds, to have mindfulness, to have virtue, to care for our actions, our body and speech well. But our hearts have been covered over with delusion for an extremely long time now. But really, the, the real mind, the genuine mind, there's nothing there. It's um, brightness. It's light. And it has this knowledge in it, this wisdom to it. And so this mind is a knowing element, an element which receives the sense impressions. And all of these arise and cease. Even the defilements which come up within it, uh, these arise and then they pass. And no matter how much greed we may experience, no matter how strong that may be, it comes and then it goes. But what's important is that from these defilements we then produce kama. And then after this kama, there's the vibhaka kama, the results uh, that that kama gives us. And so there's uh, this vibhaka and then that then kind of pushes our minds to do the same actions all over again. There's uh, the kilesa and then kamma and then the results of the kamma and then that gives rise to more kilesa. And then that kilesa kind of coerces the mind to create that same kamma all over again. So this is the cycle of kilesa and kamma and vipaka kamma. And this drags our mind, it pulls it um, every single day to be stuck in its old habits. And so like the people who drink a lot of alcohol, and that's a habit for them, 
then when they drink, they develop the craving to drink even more. And gambling is the same. So we should try to put these down and try to develop good kama, good acts. Like those people who offer food to the monks on arms rounds very frequently. Um, this is a good way of reducing and abandoning selfishness. They get up early in the morning and prepare the food, and the weather is very pleasant then. And they get the feeling um, that with this new day, then their heart is new as well, that there's this freshness to their heart. And then they do this. They do these kind acts. They offer food to the monks, and they feel very happy. Their hearts uh, grow full and contented from that. And people create merit in different ways. And some people help to spread the teachings of the Buddha, uh, of the Buddha to help support the Buddha-sasana, help others to gain understanding into the Dhamma. And when we do these acts, then the hearts become very full. They become joyful. And when the heart is joyful, then it's like it gets born anew. It becomes new. So this knowing element, it has merit within it. Uh, but this merit also arises and ceases. But it arises and ceases along the path to happiness. So we do these frequently, these good acts, and do them more and more frequently than before. And this is good karma that we are producing. And through this, our faith grows and grows. And then we'll get to a very important point, which is that we become interested in the Dhamma. Become, become interested in putting that dharma into practice, into developing our minds to be higher and better than they were before. So initially we get this strong feeling and clinging to me and mine. But as we continue to cultivate generosity, then another kind of feeling will arise within the heart. And we'll think that even if we get a lot in this world, then what would we want for ourselves? We just want to be generous, to make merit with that. Because we see that from that merit, a heart fills up with joy, with happiness. Even though we may gain a lot of money, a lot of wealth, we just want to make merit with that in order to bring happiness into our hearts. And we also understand that we don't need to use a lot of money in order to gain that happiness. We can just use a little bit, and already our heart fills up with joy. And in doing this, this shows that we have the quality of a sotapanna. And so we do goodness, we keep these precepts as a normal way of acting and of living. And then we come and think and contemplate and see how all things are changing, all things are unstable. And this body, for instance, is something that we just borrow from the world, and these four Elements, we just take them from the world. And the mind comes and depends or resides within this body. We have the sense organs which uh, receive the sense data from the world. So when we receive this, then the mind attaches to it and attaches to the world. And this is what causes us to be born again. And that we receive these sense impressions from the world and then we cling and we find delight and joy there. So we need to bring up knowledge, and we need to study in order to pass this test. Because if we don't pass the test, 
uh, for the subject, if we fail, um, then we may then we'll have to be born again, and we may be born in a very difficult and torturous place. So, if we are to be born again, uh, we should make sure that uh, we're born in a place where we can develop good qualities and we can cultivate wisdom. So training our minds to be firmly established in samadhi is very important because this can give rise to wisdom. And so like how we come and we train ourselves in chanting and meditating and practicing together. And these are all ways of developing wisdom. And this wisdom is an all-around knowing. And we already know what worldly wisdom is like. The wisdom that we have to survive in this world to make a living and to uh, get through our studies. Uh, but we also need to develop wisdom in terms of Buddhism, which is a knowledge uh, within ourselves, a knowledge that arises. So there was an arahant uh, during the time of the Buddha whose uh, memory was quite bad, and he couldn't memorize any of the teachings of the Buddha. Uh, but when he cultivated samadhi to a good degree, um, then he was able to contemplate, and he gained awakening through that. And he became one of the foremost disciples of the Buddha, someone with great parami. And uh, his name was Chula Pandika. So on this Lunar Observance Day, uh, it's a day that we keep sila, dhamma, that we have this quality of virtue. And so may all of you be firmly intent uh, to practice on this day, to take up either these five precepts or the eight precepts. And for the monks, it's really important to practice a lot, to meditate a lot, because we have this really good opportunity now. And so we should really use it, use it as best we can, to be chanting, to be meditating, to make our minds better, to develop them, to give them more and more value than they had before. So these one pra, these Lunar Observance Days, are noble days. And for the lay people, there are four of these days. But for monks, the entire year is filled with these noble days, these uh, one pra, these Lunar Observance Days. And each of these are days which we should use to make our minds noble, uh, to bring them to nobility. Because initially when we ordain, that's just done through conventions. We're just conventional monks. But when we um, contemplate and we gain understanding in two conventions, then the mind realizes liberation, this vimuti. And even though there is this uh, vimuti there, which the mind experiences and knows, this knowing element uh, experiences, that too is not self. Yet everything is empty, all things are empty, but within that emptiness there are physical things and there are mental things. And so in form there is emptiness, and within emptiness there is form. And we can come to understand this and know this clearly. And so we should practice to come to this understanding. And so may all of you develop, uh, cultivate your parami, cultivate merit, cultivate goodness, the opportunity that we have now is the best opportunity that we can come by. We have bodies that are functioning, that are healthy. And um, some people, they die at the age of 20 or 30. Um, that this is possible, this does happen. 
Others die at 40, others die at 50 or 60, that really life is not sure. So this is a good opportunity now for us to practice. And so we shouldn't neglect it, we shouldn't be heedless. But rather we offer our practice and homage to the Sammasambuddha, the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. We bring our minds to a state of peacefulness and then we take that peaceful heart and use it to contemplate the body, seeing it as being unstable, as being stressful and not self, and seeing it as being empty. And here we're able to destroy these wrong views, able to destroy sakayaditi, this self-view. And then with that, um, also there's attachments to rites and rituals and skeptical doubts that gets destroyed as well. And experiencing this is really amazing. And when we can get into deep samadhi, that's amazing as well, uh, bringing the mind into that state. At the, be- at the beginning, however, it's not like that. When we come to meditate, sometimes the mind can enter samadhi and sometimes not. Um, but when that samadhi stays, when we're able to maintain it, and the mind and the heart are constantly in a light and buoyant state, and it's really amazing. And we'll see that it is possible for us to do that. We can perceive emptiness at that point, and seeing how in the world there's nothing that's me, there's nothing that's mine. There's nothing at all here that belongs to me. That all the material things of this world, they're all unstable, they're all inconstant. The bodies of people, the bodies of animals are all changing. All these things are conventions. We'll feel like we don't want any of them. And we'll know that there's nothing here that we're able to take with us past death. But what we can take is the goodness that we create, and the merit, the barami, the goodness that we develop. And so we should practice like this, and make our minds noble. And when we see things in this light, then our faith will increase, will gain this understanding. And so as we practice, then our faith increases uh, daily. It gets better and better. When samadhi, one day samadhi can really um, grow deep and profound. And then we see the state of arising and ceasing with great clarity. as something that we hadn't seen before. And here the mind falls into the flow, the stream of the Dhamma. And it changes uh, like this. So we should try to see the world as it is. Um, That it's like a house that's on fire, that is constantly burning. And when we see it like this, then we'll get the feeling that we don't want to stay around here. We need to find a path out. We need to find an escape route. And because this fire of old age, the fire of sickness, the fire of death, is constantly burning us. And so it's like a house which is caught in fire. And we're in that, then we feel the heat of that fire and we try to find a way out. And if our minds see things in this way, then we'll find, we'll try to find a route out of suffering. And see that life is not sure. We'll see that it's only the Dhamma that's able to Um, cultivate our minds, to make our minds better, to take us to a better place. So may all of you be really intent on cultivating your barami. And it's this lunar observance day, so may you all really put effort into this practice in making our minds firm in faith. May you all have the sincere intention to practice in this way.